Art to Heart, where we delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. I'm your host, Mandy Kolkman. This podcast sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans that bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Discover tips on being your most creative self and hear about upcoming events in the arts community. Today I am here with local photographer Andrew Karn, and Andrew also works at one of our downtown hotspots, Club Soda, as a cook in their kitchen. So he has different talents in the arts, and I'm so excited to learn more about him today and share that with you guys. Hey, Mandy. Thanks for having me here this morning. No problem. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you. You seem to have a passion for both the culinary arts as well as photography. Why are they both important to you, and how did you develop your interest in these areas? Does one complement the other? Well, it's actually been quite a long journey. Uh, when I was in high school, I took an intro to photography class where we developed film and did a little composition. Cameras were still so expensive back then, though, so the only way I was even able to take the class was to borrow a camera from a friend who took it the semester before. Uh, this was probably 10 years ago, too, so most of us didn't have cell phones, and people who did, they didn't have cameras yet, so I really only dabbled in photography for a semester, and that was about it. And then the year after, I started taking culinary classes at Anthus Career Center downtown. And through that, I ended up meeting Noel Reif and Doug Klein from Club Soda. The class had to volunteer for an event that was out at the Lantern, and I ended up at the Club Soda booth. I didn't really know anything about Club Soda at the time, but they thought I did good work and told me to come in and apply for a job. So most of what I know from cooking is really just from doing it every day for almost a decade. Um, I've actually been trying to get out of cooking, but without having much experience in anything else, it's hard to find something that pays the bills. After my wife and I got married, we actually moved down to Indianapolis for a while uh, because she has a master's degree, so we moved in hopes of finding better job opportunities for her. That worked out for a little over a year, and then we ended up coming back to Fort Wayne, and I ended up back at Club Soda. (laughs) I never started college until we moved down to Indy, And I was going for informatics and was planning to specialize in human-computer interaction, which is essentially a psych degree in computers. Unfortunately, when we made the move back, this wasn't something they offered at IPFW. So not knowing what I wanted to do, instead I just took some gen ed classes that would count towards anything. Never really been a fan of math, so I didn't (laughs) want to do computer programming. And eventually I found out that I had all the math that was required for hospitality. And I just kind of figured I've been working in the industry long enough. Getting the degree shouldn't be too complicated. Confusing as it might sound, that's really where photography came back in. When I came back to Club Soda, I had a new and refreshed outlook on everything. And I really wanted to help the business succeed and grow. So took a bit of initiative and made us an Instagram and reactivated our Twitter account. So I started taking food pictures just with my phone. And the more I did it, the less satisfied I became with my camera's quality. So I upgraded to a fancy point-and-shoot camera, which actually let me post to Facebook and Instagram directly from the camera. It was a Samsung Galaxy camera, and it's pretty much a smartphone with a glorified camera on it. But I used that for probably about a year, and generally I was just shooting food. Eventually I did start to explore and started taking photos of family or my dogs or just things around town. It really wasn't until fall of last year that I started to get what you can consider to be remotely serious about photography. Uh, I was signing up for my fall classes, 
and I still needed a few electives. And I was going through this list, and I noticed that there was a photojournalism class that counted. So I kind of used that as an excuse to buy myself a better camera. Uh, I figured, one, I'd use it for work. Two, I needed it for class, and financial aid would go towards paying for part of it. And three, it would partially be a birthday present for myself (laughs) since my birthday's in August. The class really wasn't very technical, but the teacher was great to work with, and she provided us with different assignments uh, throughout the semester. The one that was actually my favorite was the section where we're supposed to take candid photos, and what she suggested was that we go to Johnny Appleseed for it. So that's what I ended up doing, and I came out with some really wonderful shots of people I've never met. After that, I was pretty much hooked, and I kept it going after the class ended. So I guess if it wasn't for food in the restaurant industry, I may not have decided to pick up a camera again at all. Oh, wow. And so we kind of talked about technology and how that plays a part in what you do now. It is really easy to have a camera and take pictures. We all have cameras on our phones and are constantly on social media. But merely snapping shots to our friends does not make us a photographer. In your opinion, what is the biggest difference between taking photos for social media purposes, and taking pictures for people to enjoy and look at as a piece of art? It's actually pretty tough to answer. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure when or how I made it through that gray area, and sometimes I still wonder if I've even made it at all. But I think what really defines you is whatever it is you're trying to be in, whatever field, is your passion and your commitment. Sometimes I still post silly stuff here and there, and Not all my photos are meant to be art either, but usually there's more dedication involved than snapping and posting, and there's more attention to detail because you want things to be perfect. That's true. And what material inspires you to shoot? I wouldn't say there's any specific material that inspires me. My images typically reflect my current mood, either when I'm taking the photos or editing them. However, I guess I do run across things that do inspire me a little bit, such as new techniques or styles that make me anxious to shoot or there was actually one piece I did that was inspired by a song which is actually by a local-ish band they're from Indianapolis Margot and the nuclear so-and-sos oh yeah Um, they have a song called Broad Ripple is Burning which actually refers to Broad Ripple in Indianapolis and Hmm. they talk about Fountain Square and since my wife and I actually lived there for a while it has always like been a song I've been attached to since we lived there But there's a couple lines in the song that really just give me a visual image in my head when I hear them. And one is about a girl sleeping in a basement and a sleeping bag every night, basically because they have no money and everything like that. And I know when we moved down there, things were kind of rough. It was, you know, one of us working, one of us going to college full time. But then there's another line in the song about if my woman were a fire, she'd burn out before I wake and be replaced by pints of whiskey, cigarettes, Mm. and outer space. So what I really tried to do was actually just met up with a random girl through Instagram, and she came over, and we set up my studio to look like she was basically a squatter who had been (laughs) sleeping on the floor, had like a little old pottery dish with some chunks of wood in it for some smoke and a fire and empty beer bottles and shot glasses tipped over and just stuff like that scattered around the floor to kind of create like a dramatic image that that song kind of gives me in my mind. Um, Music, I think it inspires a lot of people. I mean, I know you can probably agree as a dancer, music can move you. So uh, a lot of times when I'm 
taking photos. Like if it's just landscapes, I'll walk around with my headphones on. Or if I am doing portraits, I really like to incorporate that as part of the photo shoot. So I'll have whoever I'm shooting with pick some kind of music that really relates to them or uh, just, I don't know, almost defines them. Mm -hmm. There was one girl I shot with and we were doing something that was Moulin Rouge-ish, but <laughs> I guess the theme we kind of went with was glittery sadness. So during the whole shoot, we listened to Adele and I edited the photos listening to Adele and it was kind of depressing by the end of yeah, it, but I, bet. I think music's a good inspiration for anybody. Yeah. I had the opportunity of meeting with you for my own photo session a few days or weeks, actually, after you got your studio set up in your house. And mm -hmm. so I want to know, what did it mean to you as a photographer to take that next step and get your own space to be able to shoot in? Well, I really wasn't planning on it happening that soon. I mean, we bought the house last September and there was somebody already living there, but she ended up moving out which is fine, but it needed so much work in order to rent it out again that we just didn't have it in the budget. And so I started looking for other ways that I could utilize the space and not have to put too much money into it. So I decided just to clear it out and try to use it for a studio. It is a big step, and I do want to try to rent it out to other photographers. And I have one guy so far who's used it a couple times, but... I haven't really been pursuing it too much because since it's basically in the second floor of my house, I would want to be there when people are using it or at least first off, you know, maybe once they've mm -hmm. used it a couple times and I know I can trust them and I could possibly hand over a key or something like that. What are your culinary and photography goals? Do you see yourself using both of your talents for one major project in the future? Well, for business purposes in general, um, it's pretty handy to be able to take good photos of your product, but food really doesn't help photography any. Although, interestingly enough, when I was reading an article about lighting, uh, there was someone who made a comment about photography being similar to cooking. And what he said was, good lighting is like math, or less like math, and more like cooking. If you taste the soup and it needs more salt, you add some salt. So as someone who isn't the biggest fan of math, but is pretty qualified in a kitchen, this kind of touched a soft spot and was pretty comforting. Also, I've been thinking of doing similar events to the one that you attended at Club Soda, mm -hmm. although that was just for class. I would like to possibly get back to more of the cooking, like I was saying, the special events we do, where it's just mm -hmm. maybe a group of 12 people. Mm -hmm. And maybe just set up a dining area in my studio and then also have some of my artwork hanging and do maybe like a six-course meal for a dozen people in my house mm -hmm. and have wine with it and just have a good night, maybe sell tickets to it or something, mm -hmm. and then also have some of my artwork for sale right. as well. And I think with that sense, I could still be using both of them because I've always liked to, I guess mean, not necessarily entertain, but I've always been a good host. And mm -hmm. that's kind of why I went into the hospitality department because I love working with people. I actually even worked retail for a while and I liked it, which I don't think a lot of people can actually say that. No. But when you find somebody that's coming in and they're looking for something and they're actually really interested in hearing about it, and it's also something that you're passionate about, it's easy to build rapport with these people and network. And I'd really like to just 
stay in the field of helping people. And that's pretty much what I want to keep doing. Yeah, kind of like your goal. Hmm. And actually, as I mentioned before, I've kind of been looking towards getting out of cooking, at least out of the back of the house when it comes to restaurants. So uh, for my hospitality degree, a lot of people ask me, what am I going to do with it since I don't really want to work in a restaurant anymore? And one of the things I was thinking of so that I could still pursue photography was to just get my own photo studio and then rent it out to other photographers. Granted, I wasn't expecting it to be in the second floor of my house. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to get something nicer, like a loft downtown. And, you know, that way I could have it almost as a second apartment, home away from home, and turn it into maybe just kind of a place to hang out, but for photographers and models. So people could just kind of come in, sit and relax on the couch, drink coffee, do whatever else. And there would just be an empty wall that Mm. was brick or have windows with lots of light and a place to set up backdrops and have all the equipment photographers need there already. Like have mm-hmm. lights set up, have tripods, have backdrops. And then that way the photographer really just has to bring their camera and their yeah. model and show up. And that way they have a lot less to carry around and they have a place to shoot when the weather's not so nice out. Yeah. That actually sounds like a really great idea. So does your creative side have a time and a place Or will you be out running errands and find the photography ideas pop in your head? I bet that's also kind of hard with having your studio in your home. I mean, you could even, I don't know, maybe set something up and start shooting it. Um, I would imagine that it's really hard to find personal time if your creative side is just kind of constantly running. So I want to know how that works for you. Well, I know a lot of people would probably disagree, but I really don't see myself as a creative person. Every now and then I do get some good ideas, like, what I'm working on now, but usually my goal in photography is more about capturing than creating. I really just try to take something that's already there and beautiful and share it with everyone else, hoping they can see it through my eyes. Sometimes, and this comes from my preference towards photojournalistic photography, which frowns upon manipulating images. I have Photoshop, but I really have no idea how to use it, and I develop all my photos using Adobe Lightroom. Uh, What I've really been trying to work on is bringing raw emotion or energy into my portraits so that it tells a story instead of just being a normal portrait. And I usually try to take my camera with me everywhere I go so I don't miss any opportunities. Hmm. Is there one photograph that really stands out to you as your best work? Well, there is a piece that I think I am the most proud of, and it would probably be the one I took of Kelsey, the ballerina with her feet in the leaves. I actually took it while we were working on a project for my photojournalism class last year. It was supposed to be another candid photo exercise but we ended up playing around at the end and just doing some shots for fun and they turned out to be great but as far as quality goes I feel like every time I pick up my camera or edit new photos I learn something new or how to overcome another obstacle so there's that and I know I still have a ways to go but I really like that photo of Kelsey just because the way I put it together with the frame and everything Mm -hmm. I think it really just brings it together as a piece. Hmm. If you could shoot anywhere and anything, what would it be? If I could shoot anything and anywhere, I would probably just constantly travel around meeting new people, taking their portraits and telling their stories. Really pretty much similar to Humans of New York, if you've heard of it. Oh, yeah. There is a photo shoot I'm working on now, and I had the idea of redoing some of the fairy tales. Oh, Um, yeah. And after Halloween, I've kind of drifted off to the dark side, I guess. So... (laughs) I'm actually thinking about doing 
Sleeping Beauty, but more towards the side of Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. And someone actually approached me through Instagram, who lives in Fort Wayne, and they said they were an amateur model, and they'd really like to collaborate with me sometime if I needed somebody. And then as I was going through her profile, I realized that she's also a taxidermist. So I... Creepy. (laughs) A little bit, but you always get these Disney princesses that are in the woods and they're singing and the Mm -hmm. birds and the animals are coming to them. So (laughs) I wanted to kind of reverse that, have her basically maybe set up in the studio wearing some kind of older torn Mm. dress and shoeless, dirty feet and lips sewn shut since Sleeping Beauty was known Mm -hmm. for the needle. And I figure since she's a taxidermist, that also shows this girl's trade and brings that out in her. Mm -hmm. What does photography allow you to do that no other activity in the world can provide you? I think it allows me to show people the world as I see it. I've never been good at drawing. That's Mm -hmm. why I take photos. (laughs) (laughs) And cooking is also another way I can share things with people. And I used to do music as well, and that's kind of where I came up with my Instagram title, Jack of the Arts. A lot of people get confused and think my name's Jack, but (laughs) it's really not the case. I I meant it more as like a jack of all trades, but jack of the arts. Your work requires a lot of creativity, which I'm sure can be scary. People may not be receptive of your work. What advice would you give to a young artist who is discovering this hardship about sharing their projects with the world? I would say just keep doing what you're doing and maybe tweak it a little bit. If you go through a lot of my photographs, I really don't stick to one style. Um, And I don't know if that's really bad for me or good Mm -hmm. for me, but I know it helps me be more balanced and that's more practical. Mm -hmm. But there are also a lot of other photographers that I enjoy their work and you can almost see a, I don't know, they'll use like a specific color tone or palette to all their photos Mm -hmm. and it really helps bring like their Instagram feed or something like that together but it also makes you wonder can they do anything outside that box as well oh yeah but if you keep doing what you're doing there's usually you'll find people that enjoy what you're doing that's true and there's a lot of artists that feel the same way I do where you'll have something that you think is really great and you'll put it out there for the world and the response just isn't what you had hoped for and then Two days later, you post something that was not meant to be anything special, and for some reason, everybody loves it. Yeah. And you're just like, really? That one? <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Sometimes it's like that in dance as well. Like, you'll spend a ton of time choreographing a piece just for someone to say, oh, I, I didn't really get that one. And then they'll understand another one that, you know, maybe was more simple or not as hard to execute or wasn't maybe as artistic. And I think the same thing. I'm like, really? That was your favorite piece? But, you know, I agree with you. Yeah, you just got to keep plugging and do you. And where can we find you on social media? I know that you mentioned that you kind of started your own project and you also have your Jack of the Arts handle. Can you remind us what those handles are and how we can find you? Jack of the Arts is probably my biggest social media, and that's on Instagram. It's Jack underscore of underscore the underscore arts. (laughs) And And his name's not Jack. Right. (laughs) And the other one is Souls of the Midwest, but I've actually haven't been able to touch that one for about four or five weeks now Mm -hmm. because of school. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Andrew. I really appreciate it, and it was 
very cool learning a little bit more about you. And I know that we'll all look for more photos from you. And uh, thanks again. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks for having me. Today's podcast will end with a quote from Ansel Adams. No man has the right to dictate what other men should perceive, create, or produce, but all should be encouraged to reveal themselves, their perceptions, and emotions, and to build confidence in the creative spirit. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.